Time now for the SCL Mortgage Show with your host, Sandy Clough, and co-host, Larry Jager. Stay tuned as we discuss everything mortgage. Educate, form, entertain. It's the SCL Mortgage Show. Now, here's your host, Sandy Clough, with mortgage industry veteran, Larry Jager. And good morning. Welcome to the SCL Mortgage Show on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. I'm Sandy Clough alongside Larry Jager, the president of SCL Mortgage. We'll tell you right off the top. The phone number by which you can contact SCL is 303-790-2222. MySpecialMortgage.com is the website. And Larry, this month of April represents our five-year anniversary month. So I was thinking we should be... uh, talking about all of this throughout the month and it's been a five-year period that has just flown by oh gosh hasn't it sandy good morning by the way it's good to be here as always i know do you remember when we started we thought what are we going to talk about for for an hour every week and you know we always find something to talk about always and and hopefully we i think we've accomplished our goals educate inform and entertain people because I know our listening audience has grown. And, um, you know, I, I just want to take a minute, and, and I hope to not embarrass you, but I want to tell you how appreciative and how grateful I am for you and what we do on the radio each and every week. It was, um, you know, somebody had a hand in it, as most things. And when you and I met um, some five-plus years ago and sat down in the conference room and I we had a lot that. of common yeah. ground and and that sort of thing but we hit it off and uh, you know we we've always I think always find something interesting to talk about but honestly and maybe I've told you this in the past but you have been a sports talk um icon in this area for 40 plus years so we got very lucky being able to leverage off of your great reputation and sorry to if i hope i'm not embarrassing you but it has been an absolute pleasure so i am extremely thankful and feel extremely blessed to have you sitting here hosting the show for us well apart from real ones it's been uh, (laughs) a terrific marriage uh, uh, between us and uh, uh, i've enjoyed it i've learned so much i think the audience has learned a lot the audience has become much more sophisticated as time goes on and that's a challenge for both of us uh, particularly for me to keep up with uh, the audience uh, as well as uh, with you but you make it so easy and you explain complex issues uh, so gracefully and graciously uh, each week, which is uh, uh, remarkable, I think, in uh, in these times to have someone uh, who uh, clearly not only walks the walk, but talks the talk. And uh, SCL is a wonderful company. And speaking of that, uh, we've been able to address a wide variety of topics over the last five years, obviously, but it's been a little while since we talked about cash out versus people getting a HELOC. So wanted to revisit that a little bit uh, okay. today if you are uh, yeah. prepared for that, <laughs> as you um, always are. Well, I, I I do what I love doing, and after 34 years, it, it's um, kind of easy for me, uh, whatever the topic is in the mortgage industry, and, and you driving the train here makes it all the more easier. So, yeah, if you drive around um, – Today, you'll see on a lot of banks, they have signage out that talks about HELOCs. 
maybe at 3.5% or 4.5% or whatever. So banks are, are pushing HELOCs, right? I noticed that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, I, I see it all the time, and which is probably why we get a lot of questions from our listeners and, and people that, that contact us. I was thinking about a HELOC, but what do you think? What's your opinion? Well, let me give you one good example, uh, Sandy. Uh, you've met Carla Swanigan, the yes. yep, um, host of the other radio show that we do. Um, her and her, and I know she won't mind because we talked about it uh, on her show or our show the other day. They were going to do uh, some renovation in their house, and they wanted to update it, remodel it, make some changes. So initially she said to me, well, we think we want to do a HELOC. Can you help us with that? So we asked the questions. Well, they wanted a fairly significant amount of money because they wanted to do a lot of remodeling and, and improvements. So I said, for several reasons, no, I would not do a HELOC. And, and here's why. One, if we, if we replaced your current first mortgage, we can lower the interest rate on that. Two, you're going to have a second lien on your property if you get a HELOC. And a lot of people don't want a second mortgage. They prefer to have one mortgage, um, one mortgage payment, and that's it. And three, a HELOC, in most cases, they are adjustables and tied to prime. So right now, in my opinion, it's not a good thing to have a HELOC, and it's not a good thing to have a HELOC or a mortgage tied to prime because prime is on its way up. There's just no no question about that. So so those interest rates are going to go up. And if you don't use all that money for home improvement, let's say you want to pay off a credit card or something, that interest is not deductible. You absolutely cannot deduct it. So my opinion, you're better off looking at a new first mortgage than a HELOC, which will then give you a loan or a lien in second position. So Again, it, it depends on everybody's individual circumstances, but generally, I'm not uh, I'm not a fan of HELOCs. Okay, so we do need to talk about interest rates, and I have a feeling you're going to tell me that maybe they've inched up yet again. Yeah, unfortunately, that that is the case. However, um, you know, if you look back 30, 40 years, these interest rates are still really, really good. I mean, no, they're not at their all time lows. But they're still really good. So I would say to people that, okay, let it's not so much about the interest rate. It's a, it's more about what can we do for you and your family and your financial household. If we can better your situation with a new mortgage or with a cash out refinance or with a with a whatever, then okay, let's explore that. And if we can better your situation, let's do that. And you know, interest rates have gone up a little, so maybe your maybe your payment is is going to be a little higher than it would have been a year ago. But my goodness, if you look at these rates compared to the last thirty plus years, they're still very very good. So you know, we don't. It's it's more about the overall, the bigger picture right. than just the interest rate, just the payment. So that's what we do in that in that initial phone call is. Take a look at whatever the options are and whatever people want to uh, want to talk about. Well, it's an interesting perspective because, as you know, people get used to hearing something. And all they've been hearing for the past, what, three years? Yes. Is yes. that interest rates are going down and they're going down and they're going down some more and they're at historic lows. So all of a sudden, when you hear something that's different than that, there's a tendency to be jolted 
uh, maybe beyond what is reasonable. Yeah. Because interest rates, as low as they were, were not going to stay there forever. No, we knew that. we kept saying that. You're right. uh, For three years, you kept talking about that. But that doesn't mean the new is all bad by any means. Absolutely correct. Good, uh, good analogy. So, sure, they were super low, and people got used to that. And and maybe that's why sometimes now we get phone calls and emails that say, "Hey, did I miss the opportunity? Is it too late? Can I still talk to you about refinancing?" Well, absolutely, you can. I mean, think about it. Rates in the in the high threes. I mean, that's still really, really good, or mid threes, depending on the loan program, depending on individual circumstances, but. Yeah, people, there, there's kind of a misconception out there that, oh, gosh, maybe I missed the boat. Well, no, you didn't miss the boat. The boat is still here, still waiting to, to, to give you a ride in the, on the sea, on the ocean, in, in, the, mortgage, in the mortgage world. Um, and and it could still be a really good boat ride. So I, I would say, no, you haven't missed the boat. But let's have that conversation and find out what we can do for you, what we can do to help. And you are still getting people, uh, I would assume, who are interested for the reasons we outline on a weekly basis in taking advantage of a situation that might be better now than it was 10 years ago. Oh, gosh, yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, this isn't, it's a little stressful. The rates have gone up, but this isn't 08 or 09. No, not by any stretch. I mean, that, that was stressful. That was, those were those were challenging times. No, this is still um, really really good. You know what? I gotta tell you something. Um, um, I had lunch with uh, a couple of friend, a friend and an, another associate this week, um, and it turns out he's a, a client of of SEL. Well, he has this uh, project going on in Castle Rock, and I have a friend who's got a very similar project. So I said. The the three of us should go out and have some lunch or coffee or whatever. So, so um, come to find out, Tony has been a customer of ours twice. The first time he told me his rate, and that was back in um, eighteen, I think two thousand eighteen, and the rate was significantly higher than today. But that was the best rate at that time. Right. So now he just refinanced with one of our loan officers, and he got a really really mm. good interest rate, but. At that time, that was a good thing for him. In fact, I asked him if he would come on the air with us, and he said, absolutely, I'd love to do that. So we'll, we'll have him on shortly. But it's my point in telling you this is at that time, years ago when he got it, that was a good rate, and it fit him for his needs. And he just finished refinance a few months ago. That was a much better rate and fit his needs at this time. So, you know, things change, uh, needs change, whatever. So you, you just never know unless you uh, unless you give us a call. And tell our listeners where you think interest rates are headed now. Uh, we're, we're into the third month, entering the fourth month now. Right, right. Of the year. Tell us where you think interest rates might be headed for the final two-thirds of 2022. Well, I can tell you um, I read a lot about our industry, and I read a lot about predictions from economists and predictions from the Mortgage Bankers Association and, and predictions from Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. So 
I, I have to rely on their information because they have all these analysts and all these, you know, have access to a lot more information or stats than I do. So based on what they're saying, we're probably looking at the high threes by the middle of the year and probably the low fours, maybe mid fours by the end of the year. So, but that in itself is not bad. Still below 5%. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, if you can borrow money at at 4% or 375 four and a quarter, whatever, I mean, that gosh, that's such cheap money. Such cheap money. Yeah, I don't know where you can find that kind of money for say a 30-year period. So, um yeah, likely to go up, but again, don't don't put your head in the sand. Don't think you missed the boat because you you really haven't. Of course, we talked about this subject in the past, but we'll go back once again and review the number of states that you're now licensed in beyond Colorado. Yes. And it's quite a few. And you mentioned before the show, you'd like to talk about that a little bit. And we will do that next as the SEL Mortgage Show continues on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Sandy Clough and Larry Jager as we continue now with the SCL Mortgage Show on Denver Sports Station 104.3. The Fan 303-790-2222 is the number by which you can contact SCL Mortgage. MySpecialMortgage.com is the website. Larry, you mentioned before the show you wanted to let people know how many states you're licensed in now. And I'm guessing, as there always is, that you have a good reason for that. (laughs) I do, Sandy. And and you know... The reason for it is podcast. And there are so many people listening to podcasts now that we get calls and emails from people that are in Ohio or Minnesota or, you know, and we, of course, we we always inquire as to, are you in Minnesota? Are you in Iowa or Idaho or wherever? Or are you moving to one of the states we're licensed in? Because you don't know. People move, and they take their cell phones with them, so you, you just never know. But the reason I wanted to uh, – <clears throat> excuse me. The reason I wanted to mention this was because we're getting a lot of calls from different states. So I thought if we let people know what states we're licensed in, maybe we can help them out. So, yeah, we uh, there, there's a bunch. Colorado, of course, we've been here for a little over seven years since the inception of the company. We've actually been serving Colorado for 22 years mm-hmm. So, um, uh, but the the states that we've added in the last two years are Alabama, Florida, Idaho, Iowa, Maryland, Mississippi, Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, and Tennessee. So we've got 12 now. Footprint is growing. And it's really cool, Sandy, because a lot of these people haven't had uh, exposure or haven't been... Uh, able to access bank statement loans for self-employed people or down payment assistance loans or or loans that carry a slightly lower FICO, maybe down to 580. So right. it's been really cool that we can help a bunch of people in, in states in addition to Colorado. I know the housing market's pretty tight right now. Is there, within the scope of limited inventory, a piece of advice you could give people on how much to put down when buying a home? You know, uh, I'm glad you asked me that because my loan officers told me that they get that question a lot. How much should I put down? And and normally 
there's several factors that go into it, Sandy. It's one, it's a, how much do you have to put down? How much are you comfortable putting down? You know, on some loan programs, like a VA loan, if you are a veteran um, or have a certificate of eligibility, you can actually get 100% financing. You don't have to put anything down. You just have to pay the closing costs. On an FHA loan, you have to put 3.5% down. Although we do have our down payment assistance program that can help with down payment and or closing costs. Um, Conventional loans, you need to put 5% down. And you will always have private mortgage insurance if you put less than 20% down. So if you're a first-time buyer coming up with 10 or 20%, that, that's, that might be a little bit challenging. Um, and if you are, but if you are selling a home and putting all that equity down, then many, chance, many times you're going to have 20% down. So it's kind of a, um, I don't want to say a balancing act, but let's talk about how much money you have what you're comfortable putting down. You want to keep some in cash reserves, I think. Cash is always king, and it's nice to have several months' worth of reserves left in your bank. Um, and and depending on how much you put down will determine what your new payment is going to be. So are you comfortable with this payment or that payment? So we need to find all this stuff out, and then we can normally come up with a range. Okay, I'm. I see you're comfortable putting this much down. And that will equate to this much in monthly payment, and you're comfortable with that, so you're not, you know, house rich and cash poor at the <laughs> at the end of the transaction, which we don't want, and we don't want you uh, losing any sleep over it. So after we have that conversation, then we can normally come up with the right number and the right amount. But that's a that's a question we get frequently. That makes sense. So then, tell me, how do you advise people on which loan program is right? them okay so you have so many we do we do we, we have what is a it, lot 15 uh yeah i think you're about right it's uh, if i sit here and think about it i think it's 14 15 16 right in that number it, there there's a lot but we like to say we have a loan program for just about every residential mm-hmm. financing need so so how to answer that question i would say um part of it is what people qualify for, what their comfort level is, how much cash they have to put down, what their FICO score is, and then, okay, so we now have, let's say, four options for you. Well, okay, you're comfortable with this option or that option, but maybe not that one, so then we can narrow it down to one or two different options, one or two different loan programs. Um, you're qualified for X number of loan programs, but maybe this one is more applicable to your family than that one. So again, it's after that conversation to find out what their comfort level is, what loan programs are available to them, and then we can pick the one or two that, that works best for them. And, and I'll tell you something else. Um, these days, because the market is so, so, um, I mean, there's just very little inventory out there. So one of the things we do at SCL Mortgage is if somebody is is comfortable or qualified to do a conventional loan or an FHA loan, we will put on the pre-approved letter conventional loan if they, if they want that. Because oddly enough, if you put FHA or VA, sometimes sellers are, are uncomfortable with that for whatever reason. 
So there's no point putting it on there if they're qualified for a conventional loan, and that makes it makes their offer stronger than it does with, uh, say, a VA and they're putting nothing down. So, um, you know, we've learned that, and, and realtors like our pre-approved letters. Um, they know that we can perform and, and get that person at, to the closing table, so it's good for our, our realtor partners, it's good for the sellers and their real estate partners. So it's, um, it's kind of a... Um, Let's figure it out kind of thing. Put the pieces together, and then here we go. Okay, so when you're pre-approving people to buy a home, do you tell them how much they can afford or how much they can qualify for? The latter. Okay, so I don't want to tell people this is what you can afford because we may <laughs> that, not. That's in the eyes of the beholder. Absolutely, absolutely. That We can say, okay, based on your income, and based on your down payment, you are pre-approved for this amount. Well, they may say, you know, I don't want that much. I want to put more down. Right. So it would be, it, it, we wouldn't be doing justification to our, our customers if we said, all right, here's what you can afford. <laughs> now, sometimes people will ask us, how much can I afford? But I think what they really mean is, how much can I get qualified for? Yes. Right? Yes. So it's you, you kind of have to disseminate the question or or re-ask the question, if you will, that we can get you pre-approved for this amount. Now, maybe you want more, maybe you want less, maybe somewhere in the middle, but that's part of our job when we have that conversation is, all right, I know I can get you approved for this loan amount, this purchase price, but maybe you want something a little bit less. Maybe you don't want to stretch the budget to a point where you're you know, not comfortable or not sleeping at night and and so we'll take that into account, and let's have the conversation, and then we then we're we're always able to figure it out. Boy, this really for me underscores the idea that experience is king in in your business. Uh, you need qualified, experienced loan officers, and you can teach people who don't have experience, and sure. often they are very quick studies. But given all the advice you're asked to provide, I can't imagine an inexperienced person being nimble enough to cover all that ground. No, there's a lot to cover. And, you know, if you think about it, we're advising people on a loan amount or a transaction that may be the very largest they've ever done in their lives or one of several times. But yeah, if you know, it's like if you and I were, were talking to an attorney about a situation that you don't know everything about, well, you expect that attorney to dissect that thing and explain it of course. to you, you know, so you're very comfortable. And it's just, whether it's an attorney or a CPA or whatever the case, and it's the same in our world because people are coming to us sometimes once a year, sometimes every three years, guidelines change, interest rates change. So we have to be completely knowledgeable on all of it so we can comfortably give people the best advice. And that's our job. That's what our loan officers are all trained to do. But, And it's not to say that we haven't hired people with less experience, but we make sure they're trained. We make sure they're trained and they're answering all the questions and, and they have a mentor to make sure that the customer's getting the right answers. And, and the most important part is to have the customer's best interest at heart which we do. Our, we're here to serve our customers. So, But it's a complicated business, no, no doubt there. 
Customer emails are coming next as we continue with the SEL Mortgage Show right here on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Sandy Clough, Larry Jager, and we move now to our customer email section of the program. Very interesting, often quite informative, and I'll remind our listeners once again, they can always go to the SCLMortgageShow.com to ask an email question, which will be uh, hopefully answered uh, on this program, at least from time to time. These are all fresh emails that have come in within the last week, Larry. So without further ado, let's get started. Okay. Um, Yeah, I I haven't had a chance to read all of these, Sandy, but I see 28th, 28th, 27th, 27th. So it 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 was a busy week for emails, I can tell you that. So the first one I have in my hand is from Ron, who said, uh, I have a home in Littleton with a VA loan and a cabin in the mountains. I'd like to investigate an equity line of credit to make an addition on the cabin. Is this something you do? I heard about, oh, this is, uh, this is always great to read. I heard about SCL because I many times listen to your radio program on Saturdays. So thank you, Ron, for being a listener. Thank you for the email. So we we can well one we need to find out how much money he's looking for uh, to make that addition onto his cabin. Maybe it makes sense for him to have a line of credit. Maybe it makes sense for him to do a refi on his primary residence and get the cash out of there to do the improvements on his home. Or we also have what we call our renovation loan that may be applicable for him. So depending on what his goals are, then we can give him options and he and Ron will decide whatever's best for him. So that's a great email. Uh, this came from Dustin, who said, uh, I am self-employed looking to purchase a home that I'm renting at the moment. I have heard you on the radio talk about a bank statement loan. <laughs> so fantastic. Another another listener, Dustin, thank you for uh, for doing that. Um if you're purchasing the home you're living in, that's a huge plus for you because you're already living in it, you already know the owner, you already know that you like the house, and if the seller is willing to sell to you, there's a lot of things we can do in terms of possible down payment or gift of equity or something like that. So being self-employed will probably be looking at your bank statements to qualify you as opposed to your tax returns, but Either way, let's uh, let's find out if we can't get you to to buy that home as opposed to renting it. Okay, so this is from William, who said, "My wife and I are looking for a mortgage. We will be first-time home buyers, homeowners. I'm sorry, looking to set up an appointment to discuss." So, okay, well, we can do that. We have people back in our conference room all the time looking to. Uh, and and some people, Sandy, they 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 still want to go eyeball to eyeball. Oh yes, you know, and and that's perfectly fine. A lot of people just go apply online prior to a conversation, and that's fine too. But there are that wide range of people that uh, there are a wide range of people, but some want to go face to face, want to press the flesh, want to see who they're dealing with and what we can do to help them. So that's um, looking forward to that, and helping first time homeowners is is always a is always a fun thing to do. Um, okay, this came from Kanisha, who said, um, oh, from our down payment assistance page on our website. 
And she said, would like down payment assistance and more information on it. Um, I, I heard you on a radio commercial, not sure of the station, and thought you may be able to help us out. So, Kanisha, that's exactly what we're going to do is, is try to help you out. And we do have a great down payment assistance program. And if we can get you into a home, that's a that's a really good feeling for us. And, and obviously, that's something you want. So, okay. So then Michael emailed and said, hello, looking into refinancing with cash out. We have a great mortgage payment history and a good payment history with our other credit uh, or our other credit lines. Trade lines is what he's talking about, I'm sure. Wanting to see if your rates would benefit us. Well, uh, Michael, thank you for the email. That's uh, that's the only way we find out is to have that conversation, to know where your current FICO score is, what your current situation is, what your current interest rate is, what you're trying to accomplish, and then we can start putting pieces together of the puzzle, and once we've got the puzzle put together, here's what options you have, and here's what can benefit you. So, uh, yeah, you're not too late to do a cash-out refinance because – there, there's so many things you can do with that cash and, you know, whether it's pay off credit card debt, whether it's pay off whatever, whether it's putting money in your in your savings account. So a lot of advisors will say you should have between six and nine months or nine to 12 months of of cash reserves in your account. And, and I agree with that because you never know what the future holds. And there's kind of uncertain times out there right now. So having some cash in the bank is always a good thing. Okay, this came from Hannah, who said, very simply, I'm inquiring about a mortgage refinance. And Hannah is uh, from here in Colorado. She said, my husband heard you on the radio, so I have been tasked to call you, or in this case, email us. So Hannah, thank you. Um, I'm sure, let's see, this your your email came in this week as well, so I'm sure by now a loan officer's gotten a hold of you there they're pretty responsive. These emails get to them very quickly. So um, hopefully a mortgage refinance is going gonna, is gonna to be uh, a benefit to you and your, your family. So that's what we're here to do. Okay. Um, Andrew said, I'm looking to buy my first home with my fiance. I have a realtor and I'm already working with another lender, but I'm not sure I am getting the best loan for our situation. That's interesting. Do you offer estimations, pre-qualifications, or pre-approvals mm-hmm. for someone in my situation? Wow. You know, Andrew, you sound to me like you've got it together. I mean, <laughs> very perceptive, very uh, very astute. He's asking, do we do loan estimates? Do you do pre-qualifications or pre-approvals? We can do either, but we would prefer to do a pre-approval. Then you've got that letter in your back pocket and you're ready to go shopping. So thank you for the – I get the feeling he's not completely satisfied in what he's mm-hmm. hearing or he's just a little bit uncertain, not 100% comfortable or confident. So, um, Andrew, that that's – we're going to change that for you. We want to get you comfortable and perfectly uh, understanding every part of this process. Uh, let's see. Oh, we were talking about this earlier, Sandy. Alan said, just wondering if we missed the boat on a refi at less than 4%. Um, Alan, no, you have not missed the boat. Um, Interest rates are still really good. Um, We're still under 4%. And 
let's talk, let's have that conversation and see what you're wanting to accomplish, what your goals are. So, no, you you have not missed the boat. Um, I think I can comfortably say that for just about everybody because there's so many possibilities in a refi, so many possibilities if we can give you cash. Um, You know, before the show, Sandy, I was talking to somebody um, here at The Fan and uh, I won't mention a name, but he's an employee of the fan. And I said, how you doing? And he says, well, right now I'm just enjoying my two months off from a mortgage payment. So <laughs> he just refinanced and we talked about skipping two months payments. And I said, good for you. Good for you. You can keep that money in your pocket. And he said, well, it's my pocket and my wife. So <laughs> which is, that's perfectly fine. So skipping two months payment is um, something somebody here at the fan got to do. Uh, okay. Uh, this is from Kate who said, looking for a lender in Colorado for our upcoming new build would like to speak to someone about options. I understand you have a one time close. Well, we absolutely do have that. You can use it to purchase the land. You can use it for a construction to build your house. You can use it for the permanent loan, a one time close. So Thank you for the email, and we're uh, interested to, or excited to be able to help you out. Uh, I have another one in front of me. If we, we have, have one more. Okay, perfect. Uh, this came from David, who said, we would like to talk to someone about what kind of loan would be best for us. Planning to purchase within a year, available, and then he gives us the uh, the home phone number. Um, David, that's our job. That's what we do. We understand your situation. We give you options. We give you um, time frames on how to do this. You want to purchase within a year, so you've got plenty of time to. We have plenty of time to get you ready, and hopefully, you've got time to find a home. Well, we want to thank Ron, Dustin, William, Kanisha, Michael, Hannah, Andrew, Alan, Kate, and David for their emails today. There will be many more next week as we continue on the SCL Mortgage Show. With uh, some final words coming next, and we will be talking about uh, some distinctions uh, as we close out our conversation for today. Coming next, right here on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. The SCL Mortgage Show airs weekly here on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Sandy Clough with Larry Jager. We're on every Saturday morning between 7 and 8 a.m. And Larry, once again, to remind our audience, 303-790-2222, myspecialmortgage.com is the website. And I wanted to uh, get into uh, some distinctions here as in, for example, the difference between an interest rate and an APR. And, of course, we start by refreshing our listeners' memories, if they need refreshing, on what APR stands for. Great question, and there's a, there's a difference. Um, and I, I, can, I can explain it very simply, I think. So Interest rate is obviously the interest rate that you're going to pay your mortgage payment based on. So whether that's three or four or what, whatever that rate is, that equates to a payment based on your loan amount. So your loan amount tied to an interest rate will equate to a payment of principal and interest. Okay, so that is different than an APR. An APR is an annual percentage rate. So you say, okay, well, what's the difference between my interest rate and my annual percentage rate? Well, the difference in that is the closing costs. 
So an, an APR is your interest rate plus the closing costs on your loan amortized over a 30-year, 20-year, 15-year, whatever it is, period of time, and that equates to the APR. So you will people will see all of those numbers and rate and, and APR disclosed when we send out our disclosures and our loan estimate. But that that is a good kind of basic description about the difference between the two. So it, let's say if that if that delta is really wide, that means there's a lot of closing costs involved. And if that's the case, then that needs to be explained. Now, if we were to talk about a specific rate, then we would also have to talk about APR. The law requires to, us to do that. But if we talk about a range, you know, interest rates in the mid to high threes, well, then we don't have to disclose APR because we don't, you know, there, there's a lot of things we don't know in that conversation. So there is a difference, and that's a great question, and we always disclose that when people apply for a mortgage with us, and it's disclosed on a number of different times in a number of different forms. We love having guests on this program. Yes. And you mentioned during the break you have a couple of people in mind. I do. I do. In fact, um, one of them I mentioned earlier, somebody I... who's a two-time customer of SEL Mortgage. He's um, self-employed, and so he took advantage of our bank statement loan program. And then I have another customer that and, and who's turned out to be a friend. We've done lots of financing for him and, and have actually done some, some deals together. So I want to have him on, too. Um, both of them really kind of dynamic kind of people. So they're going to be they're going to be fun guests. They're both, if you guys are listening, Russ and Tony, I know you told me you're nervous, but it's okay. Sandy. Everybody <laughs> says that. Everybody yeah. says that. But, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and, and next week could very well be uh, be one of them. Very good. Yes. We look forward to that. And, uh, again, both bank statement loan customers. Yes, yes. Both of them self-employed, both of them doing very well. But the interesting part, Sandy, is the commonality between the two of them was they have very good CPAs, and the CPAs did a very good job about minimizing the net income so that they didn't have to pay so much income tax. Perfectly legit, perfectly, perfectly the right thing to do. So, And they both heard about us on the radio, and they both called about our bank statement loan program, and I'm going to let each one tell their specific mm-hmm. situation. But um, both self-employed, both turned out to be customers and and I'm sure the Tony will end up being a friend as well but but the other gentleman Russ has been a friend for probably 8 or 10 years now. So that that's the cool part about our business. Sometimes it turns into a long-term friendship and then referrals happen and all kinds of good things. So I'm I'm looking forward to having them on the air. Uh, we talk a lot about bank statement loans and I wanted to jump before we're done today to your single family construction loan program. And I think you've called it, and this is relatively new, right? Yes, the one-time uh, close. One-time close loan. That's yes. the right terminology? That, that's correct. One-time loan close, yes. And, um, you know, interesting, one of my loan officers, Steve, um, was talking to me this week. He had, he had closed a loan this week for somebody who bought a lot in Arvada, and they didn't know if they could pull this off, but... In their case, they, they weren't finding what they wanted to purchase a home. So they found this lot, and then they started inquiring and thought, well, if we could buy the lot or we could put 20% down or whatever the, the, the case, 
um, maybe we could build a home and maybe we could build exactly what we want. Well, they got a hold of Steve and they came to us via the radio. So in this case, it was able, they were able to do a one-time closed loan on an FHA loan. So they bought this lot with 3.5% down. Normally, you can never do that. If you're going to buy a lot by its own or by itself, typical financing on that is 20 to 25% down. So this was really cool how it worked out in their case. We, we got them the financing to buy the lot, the construction financing right behind that, and the permanent financing right behind that. And they did this all with 3.5% down. So it was, I mean, they were completely blown away. My loan officer was so excited. He had to tell me all about it. So I thought, this is a great story. I need to talk about this on the radio. And turns out it is a really good story, and it's a real story. They closed the loan this week, and they were just off the charts excited. So that's the that's the even more cool part, right? When these people are just, we accomplished something that they didn't think was even possible. So that leads me to think, okay, Maybe there's other people out there who may be interested in building or maybe interested in finding a lot somewhere where we can help them with the financing to get it built as opposed to trying to buy a resale or as opposed to trying to buy a new home from a builder. And you can there's some things you can do with a builder, make some changes or additions or whatever, but all those options are getting pretty pricey these days, right? Gosh, in my neighborhood – there's a develop, smaller development going on. Last year, get this, Sandy, the sign said in the mid-fours. Now the sign says starting in the mid-fives. $100,000 in a year increase. So, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is. So, But for those people who have the aspiration or the thought or maybe this is something I'd like to do, our one-time closed loan program is maybe tailor-made for them. And it sounds as if, and I can read you pretty well on these things, you started this new program, what, a couple months ago? Just a couple months ago, yeah. And it's performing better than maybe you imagined it would? Is that a fair statement to make? It is. That you've been surprised at how well it's performed? I I, I am really surprised. It's better than I thought, which is great for us and great for our customers, but it, I was kind of hopeful that it was going to be successful, knowing that it's hard to find a house to buy. So, But there are lots out there, not a lot of them, but there are lots out there available for sale. So if you find the town or towns that you want to live in and buy in and you find the lot, let's, let's go give it a run. Let's, let's see if we can help you out. Well, it's certainly springtime out there, and yet uh, you were telling me before the show – uh, how excited you are uh, about a uh, couple of the hockey <laughs> yes. uh, institutions around here. We got DU going to the Frozen Four right. for college hockey, and that's a week off. Uh, and of course, the Avalanche getting ready for the Stanley Cup playoffs became the first team this year to hit the 100 point mark uh, as they uh, were able to win uh, in Calgary on uh, yes. Yes, Tuesday yes. night, I believe, and uh, get to 100 points. And uh, it's uh, it's remarkable. I don't know that there's been quite a year like this where both the Avalanche and DU are championship contenders. You know, point. you would remember better than I, but I do not remember that. I mean, that that's pretty incredible stuff. If you know, and and I would 
we should consider having a little sports conversation at the end of each show because this is a sports town. You and I both love sports, and there's always cool things to talk about. So, um, yeah, the Avs are, I mean, they're doing some pretty cool things right now. If they don't go way, way into the playoffs, people are going to be surprised, right? Yes. And, and, and maybe all the way, wouldn't that be cool? Maybe all the way. That was, uh, you know, we didn't take it for granted, I don't think, at the time. But when they won Stanley Cups in 1996, their first year here. Yep. And then again, five years later in 2001, uh, it couldn't get much better than that. Uh, This seems to be the best team they've had over the last couple of decades, maybe the last 21 years since they last won uh, the Stanley Cup. And uh, it surprised me to learn when they hit 100 points this week, it's only the eighth time. This very successful franchise has hit the 100 Eight point times, mark. and they've all. got they they've got a whole bunch of games left yeah, to improve yeah. on uh, that that total, and maybe get up around uh, 120, 125 yeah. points very for the year, which would probably leave them with the best record in the league and home ice advantage throughout the playoffs. And of course, they've been a very good home team uh, this year. Um, it's always a home game when we have you. Uh, here in the studio, we always feel comfortable, and you've uh, uh, done it for five years. You've been able to uh, enlighten us, help us out through, and I know you'll never admit this, through some very harrowing times. And uh, you, you've been a beacon uh, of light and hope for people that they can still do the things that they had long since planned on doing. I mean, home purchases, refinances, that's big-time stuff. That's and the cool part of our job. people hopeful, and uh, we are thrilled with the association, and we hope there are many more anniversary dates to celebrate. <laughs> in the Absolutely. Ahead. Absolutely there will be. I, I, I can't see myself ever stop doing this because I'm having too much fun. And if you're having fun and you're helping people and I have relationships with people like you, Sandy, life is good. So we'll, we'll keep doing it. Thanks, Larry. We'll see you next week. Okay. Thank you, sir. All right. We look forward to that as the SCL Mortgage Show rolls on. We thank you for listening on this Saturday morning, April 2nd, 2022 on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Thanks for listening to the SEL Mortgage Show with Sandy Clough and mortgage expert Larry Jager. If you missed a portion of the show or want to listen to the program again, listen to podcasts at the SCLMortgageShow.com. Questions or assistance with a loan? Call their main office in Denver at 303-790-2222 or online at MySpecialMortgage.com, NMLS 120 